Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. I've got my popcorn junkie. What do you think of my popcorn junkie glasses? Like them. Yeah, that's supposed to make me look erudite and academic. They're better and they yeah, do the job. They do the job. Um, okay, so this is a review of a movie called Nitram. And, or Nitram. Uh, which is backwards, Martin. Because by all accounts, this film is loosely, and I stress loosely, though I think they might be saying loosely based for legal reasons, loosely based on the story of Martin Bryant who uh, very, well, infamously shot, I think something like 36 people at yeah, Port Arthur. Yeah, it was 38, wasn't it? Yeah. But then he'd injured like 20. That's right, he injured a lot more. So it was a mass shooting, essentially, in 1996 in Tasmania, in Australia. And the rumour mill has it that one of the parents of one of the victims uh, wrote an article some years later, uh, and, and in it, he, he refused to name the shooter. And there was a sense around the time that everyone would found not to say his name in the strangler. Right. So, there's a statement in the fact that it's, it's called Nitram. Yeah. yeah. It stars uh, Caleb Landry Jones. What would people know yeah, him from, love. Maddie? Yeah. Um, you might know him from Get Out as the crazy brother. Oh, he's such a crazy brother. Yeah. Really. He had a little part in Florida Project. That's right. I also think he's in the X Men films. Is he? Yeah, oh. some of the recent ones. And what's the other one that's in? Three, uh, three, three billboards. billboards he's the one who sold the space on the billboards. Yeah, he's uh, always had like fairly small parts, but yeah. he's always been like the memorable like yes. side character. For me, he's always a bit like I don't know. You probably because you weren't around at the time. But the actor who played Michael J. Fox's father in Back to the Future, Crispin Glover, was oh, always yeah. known as a very odd actor, mm -hmm. and that was like his mainstream kind of role. Yeah, he, uh, this guy's definitely. And this guy's a bit like that. He's offbeat. He's the from, best kind of odd. Best kind of odd. He's kind of pretty and weird. He's, I find him really pretty. Yeah, he's got amazing eyes. It also stars Essie Davis. And who we love, who was uh, also in... Um, Babadook, Ned Kelly Gang. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Ned Kelly Gang. Interesting you should mention then Ned Kelly Gang because it's directed by the same guy. So there you go, there's the admin. That's all the... And Judy Davis, who's another great Australian actress who played his mum. In a weird way, this is like an origin story, isn't it? Yes. And it's an origin story, you know, it's a really close-up. Not an awful lot of, I mean, there is dialogue, but it's not overly written. It's not No, overly no formed. soundtrack. Remember. You made an interesting observation. No, no music other than the music that happens Being within the film. Played, yeah. And so you were kind of introduced to this character. And what did you think of him as we were being sort of introduced to him and this curious guy who's clearly got all sorts of dysfunctionality and yeah. issues? Well, I hadn't, like, I feel like this is the first film in a while that I've gone to see and not, like, watch the trailer for right. or already know much other than what you told me about it which was yeah you know that it was based on the true story, story. Da, da, da. um that was all i knew about it and obviously i knew that i loved the like actors in it mm. but i didn't know what to expect so i hadn't seen the trailer i didn't know what he was like mm. what i was how i was going to feel um so i kind of i kind of went in blind blind yeah which um, is kind of rare in this day and age isn't it yeah it's yeah often that's what film. i mean like yeah 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 everything recently that i've seen i've watched like five million trailers. Or bloody spoilers, spoilers happen for yeah, us, yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But I went in trusting it because I, I was really excited about seeing him in a main role because he's always been like a small character that I've wanted more of yeah, in yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I was really excited to just get like a whole film with him. Just him. In the very, very start was the real Martin as a kid. Oh, it? that's right, yeah. He's been playing with fireworks. Archive and, clip at the front. And it was really interesting seeing that because looking back on the film, like obviously I, did, I haven't seen any like real footage of mm. Martin when he was grown up or whatever, mm. but just from seeing the small clip, real clip of him as a child, yeah. you could see how well uh, Caleb, Caleb had played him. Yes. It was like, I don't know, there was like a look in the eye that was, yes. he'd done so well. It was kind of like an intense but empty yeah. look. Yeah. Um, so straight away I knew that he was like, 
it was going to be like a great performance. And that's right. Him, basically. Yeah, and that first clip was he was basically as a child. This character um, was playing with what, fireworks. fireworks, bangers, firecrackers. You know, firecrackers. That's it, and burned himself and burned others. And so the beginning of this film, we're introduced in a weird way to his dysfunctionality and his mental health issues because. Even in the interview, he's it's suggested to the boy that he shouldn't play with them again. Yeah, it's like, have you learned your lesson then? You're, yeah. not, you're not going to play with firecrackers again. He's like, oh, no, I am. Yeah. And they're like, what? Why? Have you learned your lesson? He goes, well, they're fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of see that he's got he's some. Not there, and he's yeah. there. And I think that's that's the problem with this. The, and what we start to see across the film, and I think this is where the film's really clever, is we we as a viewer are trying to apply all of our social norms and morals to situations. Mm -hmm. So like you're thinking when he's playing with these firecrackers, there's a scene where he's playing with these firecrackers and he's encouraging the kids out of a school yeah, to play school with him. Yeah. And then he's picking up the firecrackers and putting them in under, the hat. Yeah, under no circumstances was this a, sen a sensible no. thing to do. And then his father pulls up and tries to kind of, you know, sort the situation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I felt there were, I felt like very on edge every time he was on screen so he was very unpredictable and I didn't know when he was going to like what he was going to do or how he was going to be. Gonna blow. But it was still so interesting because even though there was this like, he was scary, there was this innocence to him as well when he yeah. was doing these things. Like, for example, obviously putting lit firecrackers in children's hands is not like not a wise sensible. thing to do, sensible or anything and terrifying, but he genuinely seemed like he was innocently yeah. playing with his friends. And that was, do you know what I mean? Like, I felt really well, sad. Well, and also he, to the point that he looked off and said to his dad, his dad was trying to get him to kind of behave himself. He looked off and said, but they're my friends. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and he was sort of, and he was striving for connection. Mm -hmm. And he was, and, and we've got this wonderful narrative of his parents are aware of his kind of, obviously his behavioral tics yeah. and his issues. A wonderful scene. They both scene. with it very differently. They both deal with it very differently, don't they? Yeah. So it felt like How the dad, was a softie. Dad was a softie. Yeah, he, but also perhaps, did you feel the dad had the same issues? Yeah. He had similar oh, issues. Same, yeah, I wondered him. whether, because you know, a bit later in the film when he's struggling with depression, I wondered whether he was as erratic, but maybe not as erratic. Oh. There, there, there was some dysfunction in the father that had kind of passed down. So there was, right. if there's a bond between this strange character, Nitram, and anyone else, it's with his father. Because then what, did you, think, deepest, what yeah. did you make of his mother, Judy Davis? Who's, she was incredible. Like, there were, her performance was ah, insane was, wasn't it? Um, that the mum made me really sad though because yeah. she was very yeah like both parents dealt with him very differently the dad I think after having seen the whole film instead of being soft was scared of him mm. Um, mm. and therefore was softer with him mm. and would kind of let him get away with stuff and be like don't tell your mum mm. and the mum was definitely the harsher uh, like the tough love type of thing but mm. it was heartbreaking because you could see that she she did love him but she just didn't trust him and she yeah. was scared of him and all of this stuff so and I just thought that the actress managed to like show that sometimes more with just the look on her face than yeah. even the yeah. writing. Yeah, so. I agree. And I, th I think it's a film, it is a film of great, what they call long years, where you've got lots of shots of people just looking and interpreting and inhabiting and kind of feeling. And there's a lot of kind of feelings in this film. There's a lot of kind of, sorry, I just jumped, she, out, she my jumped, sorry, I jumped out of my skin as I nearly dropped my new favorite new analytical uh, glasses. Um, and then of course this character, he so he he's he's a lost cause, he rustle he hustles for work, he wanders around the neighborhood with a broken lawnmower, he knocks on doors, and you're right, all the way through it, there's that sense that something's gonna blow. Yeah, that even I don't know if you remember this part, there's that really small detail before we'd kind of seen any like big blow up. Like we mm. haven't seen we'd only kind of seen 
that he was a bit odd and that mm. but he seemed kind of sweet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the first t- moment where I was like, oh, I feel a bit like tense was the first time he went out with the lawnmower. Because basically you go around with this lawnmower like knocking on people's doors to yeah. see if they wanted their oh, lawnmower. Yes. And he goes to this woman who's very nice to him and everything. That She's like, no, I don't need it done. You can go yeah. to somebody else's house. Thank you very much. And when she goes to close the door, she's just like, could you please remove your foot from the door? So like, it's really got his foot in there yeah, to like, keep yeah, the door yeah. open, but it never showed us his foot. I don't know. It was that just was like clever. That's a really clever small detail. thing that I was like, oh, he doesn't quite get that that's not, right. like, that's not what you do. And so one of the people that he takes the lawnmower to and is, a, is a woman who has a million and one dogs and lives in this really beautifully old, antiquated, wasted Essie. kind of house, Essie. This is Essie Davis is the actress as well. And she- What was the name of the character? I can't remember the name of the character, but she was- a Helen. Rom- Helen, that's, oh God, I remember. Um, and she was obviously a, an opera singer. She, was, yeah, she had money, actress. Well. actress. She, I think she owned a theater or something. I couldn't quite work out, but she had money and she was, I mean- So odd as well. Essie Davis is one of the oddest. Oh, that's right. She's also the mum from Baby Teeth. She's yeah, one of the yeah. oddest, oddest brilliant batshit crazy actresses yeah I, I, she's such an amazing actress so as soon as I you felt you couldn't have anyone as mad or as weird as him he meets weirder yeah they were both very weird but in different ways yeah. but i really i found all of like their whole kind of relationship, relationship really it was quite sweet obviously it's hard to like say sweet and stuff because obviously what he did was awful he's yeah. a mass murderer like, yeah. i'm not justifying no 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 of course done. um but i thought just the way that it was portrayed like mm. their relationship was very it was just like so watchable on the screen and it was the way that she was mm. so accepting of him but like even then she still every mm. now and then like she had her boundaries with him at times mm. or yeah i don't know like and they like so the way, quickly bonded and it was just really, yeah and i like the way they didn't go the obvious route is it a sexual relationship yeah. or was it a maternal relationship and then there was an incredibly powerful scene where judy davis was just phenomenal as well oh, where they the met cafe. they met in the cafe and she's, you know, if, if you imagine, you know, this much older woman has essentially taken your son, because not only does she sort of employ him to mow the lawn and walk the dogs, but yeah. she gives buys him a car. That and there was that shot of him trying to do- walk all the dogs. Yeah. And he's just got all <laughs> He's got thousands of dogs. dogs. And, and do you remember that? I'd forgotten about the scene where they, she goes to buy a car. car. Yeah. I, I was saying there wasn't a single bad actor in this film. Even the car dealer, the car dealer. was really good. He was brilliant. Because basically he, keep, he kept doing this. He, keep, he would keep doing this thing when he was in a car. Yeah. Martin, like when he was in a car with someone and he would just like reach, over. reach across and just just pull the wheel. You it know, was which so was weird. Really it was like a form of Tourette's, wasn't it? It was, it was like really a... weird. He was laughing the whole time. It kind of yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. It, was, it was really unsettling to watch because you just like, I don't know how to feel. Is this going to be okay or is yeah, it going to be yeah. really awful? But there was a really good scene because um, when Helen's like trying out with the cars and Martin's in the seat and then the car dealer's behind them. And then um, he does the thing, and like the the freaking guy at the back just flips out. Loses and then shit. there was that scene where Helen's not there, and she was like signing for the yeah. car and stuff. And then the car dealer just comes over to him and like grabs his head and puts it in the wheel. It's like, oh God. like it was just such a good. And you just felt like I mean, and the weird thing is because you know you're watching don't this you film. Don't you ever do that? Again? Yeah, don't but you're you sort of thinking, it. which one of these people is he going to get his payback on? You know, yeah, which one yeah. of which of which of these characters is he gonna yeah. you know shoot them or enact revenge? It's amazing in that scene the way he's like crying when she comes over. He's yeah. like, "Are you alright?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like, yeah. just like, pretended like that. And then again, going back to this thing that I'm really intrigued by your idea that you know, it's what's not in the film makes is is what's in the film in a sense, right down to the inclusion or not of music. Mm. Was the fact that in a sense, one of the creepiest scenes that gives you the biggest insight into his sociopath. He's a sociopath for yeah. sure. He doesn't see the normal cues of emotional cues of that should be sad or I should feel this. Yeah. Was when the mum, Judy Davis, explained how he he she thought he'd got lost. He hid in the bottom of the car and she'll never forget looking at him and she thought he was crying, but he was laughing. 
He was uh, laughing at her pain. Uh, laughing at her pain. Because she, she panicked, because she could. They play yeah. a game where he would hide and she'd find him and then she couldn't find yeah. him one time. So she was panicking for like two hours. Yeah. And then she got into the car and he was at the. He was at the back of the car oh, and just, just laughing, laughing at her crying. And I thought that was so powerful because that was a story told, not a story shown in flashback. Yeah, yeah, and I thought yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, this yeah. film was very good. There's no flashbacks. No flashbacks. It was fully parked in the ordinariness. And linear. I think that's linear. It's linear. And it was ordinary. What he was doing was ordinary. We were following this ordinary boy. And then we won't spoil what happens, but something incredibly dramatic oh, happens. I wasn't expecting it at all with him and Essie Davis, the character, the woman who's sort of taking him in which kind of obviously flips the, the, the film into a completely different different direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he finds himself sort of increasingly alone, increasingly aloner. Uh, and, and at one point I leant over to you and I said, I can't remember what was the scene where we were both went, this is, this is as good a performance as Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. Yeah, I can't remember what moment it actually was that we were like, oh my God, this, I mean- the Oh, whole I know when it was, it was when he was booking a ticket to go to New York and LA. Do you remember what the oh, yeah, was just sat yeah, at the yeah, table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, so he yeah. finds himself on his own, he finds himself with a lot of money and then there are some scenes where Caleb Landry-Jones just sits with, and there is this... And you just look, bully, like, look at the person... Well, I can't work out if there was a boiling furnace of fury or nothing. Yeah, me Or neither. both. Or both. That's what I meant, that like intense emptiness that he intense had. Intense emptiness, that's exactly it. That's exactly. But that's how he described himself as well. I mean, there was like one of the scenes that made me really sad was yeah. when he sat with his mum. Uh, which was a lot later in the film. Yeah. Skipping ahead a bit, but um, where he's kind of trying to, he's trying to explain to how it is that he feels and you're saying like, I just don't know what I am. Like yeah. I, I'll look at myself and I just don't, like when I look at videos of myself, I don't recognize me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a really emotional scene. And then she just kind of, you can see that the mum really wants to like help understand. And she just, she just goes, I, I don't understand what you're, what you're no, saying. Like, no. I get it. And he's like, it's fine, neither do I. And like that whole scene just really... But would you argue, I mean, part of me was wondering, obviously the film doesn't seek to explain, justify no. or, or sanction what, what ultimately I mean, happens. people had, like, Nanny Dyer's not in the review, but when we spoke to her after, yeah. she said she absolutely just straight up hated him. Yeah. Like she didn't feel... Anything. Any other emotion towards no, him. Whereas, no, no, which I found strange. Yeah, whereas I, 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 I... It was clear he was clearly very mentally unwell. <laughs> and it was just, it was... Yeah. I feel like it's important with stuff like even you know what happened is awful and yeah. in no way does the film doesn't justify glamorize him in any way at no all. it doesn't but it's i think it's good with these things to see the other sides of people and there was underneath the scariness mm. and unpredictability mm. of mm. him like there was an innocent a slight innocence or maybe mm. just emptiness or not understanding mm. that did make him it brought a sweetness to him at times and you did feel sorry for him yeah. at times like with that whole uh, storyline with the surfer dude like he wanted to be able oh, to yes, surf yes, so he wanted to kind of yeah, get this gain this friendship with mm. this surfer dude who was an absolute cock <laughs> he really was uh, which it? made you feel really sorry for martin again yeah yeah especially that scene where he was in the bar and really he said smoke a spliff and you know she's get hot that girl, get that yeah. girl and all that and you sort of think oh god this isn't and it's interesting that stuff like that he didn't do yes like because he could he was going, kind of getting egged on to like harass this young girl yeah and he just didn't he didn't do it Yes, was he was still, very much his own boss, wasn't he? There were a lot of things that I thought he would have done, considering he ended up being a mass murderer. Well, the other one was you were worried for the dogs. I thought he was going to kill the dogs. I was worried. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Film. Yeah, I thought symptom number one of a psychopath, which is killing animals. Yeah, I, I, not even purposely. I thought oh, <laughs> yeah. he's accidentally going to yeah. shoot one, or he's going to yeah, break yeah, yeah, his yeah. neck when he hugs it too yeah. hard. But you know, that didn't happen. Yeah, and like we said as well, it was such an unvain performance from him as well. Like it really the, was. he fully just completely, inhabited. a bit terrifyingly inhabited the role. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I, for me, what I found, it's kind of, I've thought about it so much afterwards and I just think it's one of those really, it, for the squeamish, this is a weird thing to say, violence is inferred 
and you get some, but you don't get a lot. It's not much. It's not explicit, all. it's not gratuitous, bizarrely. Um, it clips off almost the action at the very point that the action's gonna get going. Yeah, yeah, you know. it always happens off screen. It all happens off screen. And so in that there is sense, some, but there is yeah, some, yeah, no, there, are, there yeah. is some stuff you see that is quite shocking. Shocking and arresting. But it's not at all at a scale. Like no. it's only a fifteen. I thought that the film would yeah, yeah, be yeah. eighteen, but it didn't but show. It much. made me think about the idea that you know I've, I've often I often worry about the idea that when you hear about these crazed activities, we've just had one in Chicago. Um, you know. You know, all these shootings, there was a terrible one in Texas and there was one in Denmark yesterday, the day, two days ago. Um, it, sometimes we need as a, as a society to characterise these people as monsters. And of course, what they've done is it's monstrous. monstrous. Yeah. And, it, it, and they are monsters, if you like, in doing that. But I think the challenge for us as humans is to actually recognise how ordinary those origins can be. Yeah. And that it is about access to guns, and it is about the facility. I mean, and I thought that was a big part. Of that was film. such a powerful scene. That scene. What did you think of the scene where he yeah, goes to the gun there was shop? Yeah, this big long scene of him going to the gun shop. I thought yeah. it was really. It was such a clever scene. Cause... Well, because it was documentarist almost. Yeah. Like, the guy who worked in the shop was clearly a real gun. Yeah, player. and it was just so yeah. like matter of fact. Like it was scary because obviously <laughs> yes, us being hit like for an American or whatever. Yeah. If you're living in a country where that stuff's normal, like you yes. think twice about it. But for me to see that you could just walk into a gun shop buy a gun and there was that moment of him asking like do you have a gun license and then he goes no yeah. and he gives him the still gun, gives him the gun. <laughs> still gives him the gun and it's just that like oh my god like that's but that was what such happens. a well-directed scene because what they did in that scene was he went through it was almost analytical mm. in the way it went through each gun unpacked yeah. it showed yeah. it talked about it he looked at it he was so good in that scene because yeah, Caleb, Caleb Landry Jones was like I'm getting the guns I'm getting okay. and you're thinking but it was also you know when he was like the first gun to try out and he pointed it at a yeah, guy's head yeah oh my god and then the the guy at the gun was like no no, no. no. it's like just joking but that was that was incredibly that was... powerful and shocking scene. Another really shocking scene in the film is where his father, who's had his eyes on buying this farmstead or homestead, and unfortunately doesn't manage to buy it, gets gazumped. Uh, you know, someone else puts in a bigger offer. Um, there was a scene where his father enters a deep depression and he's on the sofa so and he strange. beats the living daylights out, out of, his of dad. him. No, but what was so weird about it is such a so scene. like the dad was the only one that we kind of saw. Well, and Helen, to be fair, but. We only saw like the most amount of like love towards love or yeah. sadness about yeah, yeah, yeah. when it came to his dad. And then he goes round with the dad, yeah, depressed on the couch, unable to move, and he's like stroking his head yeah. and he's really looking after him. And he's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And then just gets up on top of the dad and yeah, literally beats I the mean, shit out. That was of him. such a shocking scene. But then once the dad gets up after beating him up, he's just like kissing his face. It's so, so, so I mean, I literally there are moments in this film which just stand out. Kind <laughs> and of. And then you know when he looks to his mum and he's like, "That's what you need to do." Yeah. <laughs> So even in his own twisted head, there's sort of social norms and social social things that he should and shouldn't do. He heads off to Hollywood at one point with a camera and films himself there. I thought that was intriguing. I mean, there was a lot in here. This was a really intense psychological yeah. portrait it's of a killer. exhausting. Yeah, it reminded me of times. I don't know if you've ever heard, a film, heard of a film called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. But uh, that was made years ago when I was about your age it came out. And it wasn't as kind of subtle as this at all. But in a weird way, this is the portrait of, of if not a serial killer, though I guess a mass shooter is a kind of serial killer, yeah. uh, but certainly the portrait of a mass shooter. Mm. And what's clever about his performance is that whilst I wouldn't say you step in there and you feel massive reservoirs of empathy and sympathy no. for him, you feel for him. And I think that's important. You feel something for him. Yeah. And I think that, that, that is the that strength is of his performance. Whether that's like you'll feel something towards him. But I think you've summed it up perfectly. It's like those eyes, his, his eyes have stuck with me ever since. 
the yeah. emptiness but fullness yeah. of emptiness in his eyes yeah. is just quite shocking. Yeah. And without, again, I mean... Oh, and there was yeah. that scene you, you said you liked as well, which was that moment with the doctor about his meds. Oh, my God, I love that about scene. About his antidepressants yes, and stuff. Yeah. It was just really like... The long-haired psychiatrist type. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was great. I mean, yeah, you're right, every small, every, every small performance. This is another one of those, like Baby Teeth, American and uh, the true history of the Kelly gang, directed by the same guy. Australian indie cinema is mm, really something really, to get excited yeah. about. When it, this is this is a truly tight, thought-provoking, difficult, but incredibly sort of subtle and clever film that isn't at all intellectual. It's, I mean, I, I don't know whether, whether you, it's all about the spaces, whether it be the space in the soundtrack, or the space yeah. in the story, the space of dialogue. There's a lot of space in it. It didn't feel, but, but with that, didn't feel slow. No. I didn't feel like it was too long. Or right. That that right. yeah, it, it just felt like the perfect pace yeah. for a film like but all that. about the human condition i'd have thought for you getting into because you love going into like with the joke you love going into the deep psychological yeah, yeah. it really was the joker film for just real life okay? <laughs> it was it was yeah if he was in, in in real life and then of course at the end i mean everyone knows what happens in the end and i thought the film was really clever in in cutting off at the point that it cut off yeah, I was hoping that it was going to be rich like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, don't like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was not only pieces. rich, it was even richer because it showed a sequence of him just prior to it kicking off. And I never it thought did. you would be watching someone meticulously eating a fruit salad out of a plastic... It was so... There was just a matter of factness matter of what, of fact. he, what he was going to do and that he just knew that that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And... That was it. Like nothing was going to change it. As, as significant as putting it's down all... his fruit salad, he was then going to pick up a gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so sick. shocking. But it was almost like watching his suicide. Very true. Very it true. Was that, yeah, like, it was, yeah, that emptiness. Yeah, there. that just like this is what is happening now. Wow, like, that's a really interesting change. way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He may as well have had cocked the gun under his chin. Yeah, but it was the same emptiness that was yeah, there. Yeah, like him. if so that you know the whole yeah. bit where he sat at the table before he ends up shooting everyone. Mm. Um, it, everything he was doing, yeah, it was exactly the same as if he just yeah. turned the gun on himself. Yeah, yeah. God, really neat observation. But, you know, he, uh, he brought a lot of innocent down, people down with him. It's not okay. Exactly, That's exactly. So how would you score this one, Matt? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, like I said, this was something I had no... Ex like, didn't didn't know what I was going into. I hadn't seen anything for it. I, I went in with high expectations because I knew that the actors in it were great. Yeah. And I loved the director because of the last... No, Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I just don't think I've felt like that in a movie in a very long time mm. like I felt almost like how I did with the Joker like it was that level of intensity and it yeah. really just like made you feel a lot of things made you think about a lot of things and yeah. um it was yeah I mean it was a very intense film but I would personally recommend it to like everybody that I know people that mm. I know that would like it like yeah. even with mum like that's her idea of hell as a, yeah, as a as concept. An idea. But she, what, the reason why she would love to see it is for the performances, like the acting in it. If yeah, you're like yeah. into just seeing amazing performances, yeah, yeah, yeah. this film is one of those films. Uh, and yeah. you can't fault a single character in it, like even tiny, tiny little yeah. actors. Yeah. yeah, if you get stressed easily in films, it's not the film for you. <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. It's a very stressful film. It's stressful. <laughs> We've not, not that there's like, not like in a drama, like it's not no. like there's loads of things happening once because you just don't know what, you always feel like something bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it was very stressful, felt very on edge in the best way possible. <laughs> um, and yeah, honestly, like I loved this film wholeheartedly. I genuinely don't think I could fault it. And usually one of the biggest things for me is soundtracks. Like I love a film with a good soundtrack yeah, in it, but do. I loved that this film just didn't have one. Yeah. Like it was really impactful and it's in its own way. So 
I think I'd literally give this 100. Yo, what a win. We haven't had 100 on the channel for a while, actually. I can't fault this film, personally. Well, I'm going to just pick up on one of the things that, as we walked out, Maddie made this point about the soundtrack, and I've thought a lot about the soundtrack, and or the lack of a soundtrack, mm -hmm. and yet there is a soundtrack. And there's a moment where, you, you'll understand when you see it, where Essie Davis's character plays music, she was an opera singer, and there was a moment where I thought it was being played in slow-mo, and you, oh, you observed it was being played backwards. in rewind. And so there is... Because of Nitram. Yeah, Nitram. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, of course, Nitram. Yeah. Um, but for me, the lack of music did that thing that often I think music can be overused for in a bad way, which is steering you towards an emotional yeah, response. Yeah, that's what Nan says a lot as well. About yeah, it. and I think, you know, a lot of films do... Yeah, yeah, she felt it about the trailer we watched the other day. You know, the idea that you're being, sort of having the emotions ladled towards you, and I thought that that's like, what made... this is the sad song. This is... The exactly. Or well, even if it, yeah, and even if it's not sad or joyful, it's like, it's sinister. Yeah, like this And I song. think this film, it, again, it's that, I, I want to say, Australian confidence to strip things back almost yeah. to the bare bush of the, of the But outback. it also shows how amazing the actors were. Oh, that they absolutely. made us feel all those things without any music. Any music whatsoever. Them. Any music whatsoever. So, you know, an incredibly atmospheric film without the need for soundtrack to create atmosphere is quite an achievement. Uh, Caleb Andrew Jones, absolutely sensational, uh, unveiling incredibly subtle, incredibly nuanced. He obviously found identification with this lunatic, this sociopath, this dangerous person, and that makes it a very complicated watch without it getting complicated in a way. And Judy Davis, Essie Davis and the father were just absolutely sensational. When you're, when you're met with such complete commitment from a cast, yeah. You can't fail to be swept up and taken into this, into yeah. this world. Um, I would, like you, give it a hundred really? out of a hundred. I think it's one of my favorite films of the year so far. Same. Really, really good. Wow, I didn't think you were gonna, I thought it'd be like 19 No, eight. no, it's, the, it keep, I, I keep thinking about it more and more and more yeah, and it gets same. richer the more I think about it. Yeah, yeah. I need to see it again, but it needs to be a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to forcibly again. take people to see it yeah. and, then watch, and then watch them a little bit you like he does. <laughs> For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.